Well, hey there, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of Leader Talks with the NYC. This is your host, Matt, joined by Matt all the way from Victory Christian Center. Pastor Matt, how are you, man? Man, if I was doing any better, there'd be two of me. How are you doing today? Oh, dude, I am doing well. Matt, dude, what an honor it is to, to finally connect with you. We've been connected on Facebook for a while through a famous group called the AG Under 40 Group. It's a it's a secret society that not many people know about. It's a very select group. <laughs> I think you meant, I think the proper word is infamous, not famous. Infamous group. Yeah. <laughs> it, I guess it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> uh, but man, it has been a joy to get to connect with you a little bit before we yeah. got on the show today. And I'm so pumped, dude, for what you've got going on in your life and a book that you're writing and just kind of had the opportunity to, to read into it. And I just said, you know what, I have got to get you to speak to our leaders in Mississippi. And so if this is your first time listening, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and would love for you to rate and subscribe to the channel just to stay up to date with what we've got going on, because we believe in uh, one simple truth that leadership is a universal language. So no matter where you are in life, whether you're in the workplace, whether you're at home, whether you're with family, whether you're on the job or in church, you have something that you can learn to today and apply and make you a better leader starting now. And Matt, you have a book, man. You want to kind of fill us in on it, but also a little bit about you and your background? Yeah, sure. I'll start off with who I am. And again, hey, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for allowing me to be be on this podcast and hang out with you. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm the pastor of Victory Church in Columbus Junction, Iowa. I've been there for, I was, I've been there since it started in 1999, but I've been the lead pastor since 2016. I am married to my high school sweetheart, Molly. We've been married for seven years, but been but been together since I was 14. I'm 28 now, so half my life has been with her. We have one little girl named Lucy. She is two and a half years old. She is the most beautiful baby girl that's ever existed in this or any parallel universe. And uh, we have uh, a boy on the way being due in April 2021. And we're still trying to figure out what to, what to name them. And so if you could pray for us, I, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, dude, I love that. Congratulations to you and the family. Uh, and so that's funny. Christy and I, we, my wife, we're high school sweethearts. And so we started dating when I was 16. She was 15. Uh, and Come we're on, at that, that halfway mark, too. So next year will be halfway for me. I'll be 32. Uh, and Christy, she's already hit it there. So kind of my philosophy was marry them young. That way you can raise them how you want them. At least that's what her dad told me. That's horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, but oh, man. Dude, you are a gift to to the church and what you mean to, to me. And kind of, I admire you from afar, just watching what the Lord is doing through you and through your church and your leadership. And uh, dude, you wrote this book on, on listening to God. And I thought, how incredible would it be if we all could just get a little bit better at that? And so, you know, if, if we were at work and we would just listen to what the Holy Spirit would speak to us, how that could change someone's life, not because we're in church, but because we were obedient to his voice and be able to speak some truth into someone that may just be buying a loaf of bread or maybe at GameStop or could be at Walmart. It doesn't matter where, uh, but I just think it's, man, such a, an amazing read, incredibly practical and, uh, and super powerful and relevant for today. So, man, I would love for you just to kind of jump in and give us some leadership principles today. Yeah, man. Well, I, I well, number one, I appreciate you, uh, you taking time to read the book. Uh, when I asked for help with like editing, I was surprised by people like you who stepped up and said, Hey, give me a shot. I want to take, take time. And so your feedback means a whole lot. And you're right. I think that is the whole, you say it was practical. And I hope that it really is uh, because I grew up in church uh, and they, anyone who is listening, if they grew up in church, you might've heard 
a lot of preachers talk about like, I heard the Lord say, you know, in a very authoritative voice and then like, okay, so what does that sound like? Uh, And so uh, a lot of times growing up, people say the Lord told me, or I heard the Lord say, and I just had really weird ideas of what that meant. And I found out that preachers don't really mean what they say most of the time when they say, I heard the Lord say. And so going back to the Bible of what it means to really hear God's voice. Um, yeah, because I, what I found is that uh, I would try to pray like really hard. I'd, I would try to listen because the only way I knew how to hear was my ears. Um, it's that's how I hear voices. And I heard about people who heard voices and they're on medication for it. And I knew that wasn't, and I, it's like, I don't think that's what the preachers mean. Um, but what does it really mean to hear, uh, let me hear the voice of God. And one of my heroes is a guy named Dr. Mark Rowland. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not. Um, but I've had the honor of, of getting a chance to talk with him. And when he was learning how to hear God's voice and he'd be uh, ministering and, he always asked preachers, like when they said, I, I heard the Lord say, he would pull them aside and ask him, what's that sound like? What's that sound like? And I started asking that question when I was hanging out with preachers who said, the Lord told me, and I started asking, you know, what's that sound like? Because I want to hear God's voice too. And what I think the really important thing to know, and I hope that all your listeners know this already, is that if you are a believer in Jesus, if you've been saved, if you have been born again, uh, if you're on your way to heaven, if you're a child of God adopted by the Father, then you can hear the voice of God. It is the divine privilege. It is the innate ability for every child of God to hear their father's voice. You can hear the voice of God. So as I said that, someone listening says, no, I can't. You don't know me. And do you know how I know that? Well, it's not because I can hear God's voice. It's because I had the same thing. It's not just because I hear God's voice because I had the same thought. Like hearing these super spiritual people talking about how God told them to do something. And I was struggling trying to hear from God. Um, And I know that it may seem distant. It may seem foreign. But I promise you can hear the voice of God. The question is not if you can hear. The question is, are you listening? Uh, Jesus said in the book of John, my sheep listen to my voice. And so the whole premise of the book is tuning out all the other voices, tuning out all the voices of the stranger, identifying the voices of the stranger so that we can clearly hear the voice of the shepherd and follow him. That's so good, man. And you know what? We in the church world have made hearing God's voice super mystical. You know what I'm saying? Super like, mystical. Yeah, yeah, like it's it, like you said, the person coming in that's super confident and the Lord told me and it's which I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate the boldness and the faith. But at the same time, you know, I, I feel like I was in the same boat as you. I'm like, I, I physically have never heard an audible voice from God for those that have. Praise the Lord. Glad you could. But yeah. I was in that same boat, man, where it's like, okay, how, how do I know? Like, cause I feel like, I feel like this is what the Lord is saying. And I, and I, and I just feel like it's being confirmed in, in my spirit, but like, I don't know. And so just from that vantage point, Matt, can you kind of speak just into us some practicality? Just, just man, like what are, what are some things, how, how we know we can lean in, we can take that, that step of faith and, and to trust it. And like, I guess, cause, cause if it's not the Lord, then it's me. And I don't want to say what, what I think, you know, I want to say what the Lord is, is speaking and at the same time. I don't want it to be like a bad burrito that I had, like this thought that I think, oh man, this has got to be God. <laughs> right. And then say yeah. something incredibly out of place or out of context that does more harm than good. Because I think that's the danger. 
danger. There's, there's, yeah. there's a lot of power that can be had if we say something that is from the Lord, but we can cause a lot of harm if we say, if we say something in his name that wasn't his. And so, yeah. man, in your journey of figuring it out, what did that look like? What, what, how did you, how did you grow in that? Yeah. So let's start off with a couple of big, big things. Cause you're right. Uh, the divine privilege of every child of God is to hear the father's voice. But at the same time that comes with the responsibility and the requirement of humility. And so in the process of learning how to hear God's voice, we have to be able to say, Hey, I must've missed it on that one. And there's been plenty of times where I thought I heard God say something. And then I look back and goes, you know what? That was my flesh. That was like my excitement. That was the bad Taco Bell that I before. And <laughs> I, I completely missed it. And you have to be humble enough to number one, admit that to yourself and admit that to others if you spoke that into them. But at the same time, uh, there's a there's a great pastor named John Wimber. Do you know the name John Wimber at all? I don't. He's he's the guy that started the vineyard churches, uh, the vineyard movement. And uh, it was a, uh, a spirit-filled movement full of, of healings and words of knowledge and, and then like 1970s, 1980s. Um, and he used to say that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Oh, uh, that's good. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And so part of the journey of hearing God's voice is taking a risk. And, uh, but I think what I would encourage people to do is like, before you get off and start like trying to prophesy to somebody, like try to get words for yourself, <laughs> you know, like practice yourself um, and learn how to learn how to navigate and hear God's voice for yourself. And then as you learn to do that, then you might be able to take us some steps out and say, Hey, I, instead of being like, Hey, thus saith the Lord, because at the end of the day, unless God has come, unless that's one of the things when I heard people say, like the Lord told me, I always imagined like they heard a voice or that like somehow they had an open vision where the heavens opened up and Chuck Norris came down a velociraptor and told them exactly what <laughs> Jesus was saying. Um, like these really extravagant experiences. And um, so unless you have that, I would just take a posture of humility and be like, Hey, I, I might be sensing the Lord do this, or I think the Lord might be saying, or if I can encourage you with this and something else too is uh, rem- remembering that it, it all comes back to the word. In fact, the first practical step I would tell someone that they want to learn how to hear God's voice is this. Read your Bible. Not your <laughs> yes, Bible, sir. Your Bible. <laughs> Read your Bible. All right. God will never, ever, 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 ever contradict his written word. Come on, Pastor. Never, Come not on. Once ever. Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God is the unchanging, the inerrant, the infallible word of God. It is profitable for correction, for teaching, for rebuke. It is the, is the, um, the, the double-edged sword that cuts between bone and marrow. Like we have to come back to the word of God. Uh, I've heard it said like this, like trying to hear God's voice without the Bible is expecting a phone call with your phone turned off. Ooh. Like you have to get into the word of God. And so there's so many people that they're like, Hey, what's God saying about the woman I should marry? Or what's God saying about the job I should take? Or what's God's calling for my life? Or what's God, how does God want me to raise my kids? And there's an answer collecting dust underneath your TV guide Yeah, in, in your word. Like you have to get into the word of God because the word of God is the dividing line. So an ex- I, I've never personally had this happen to me, but I've heard stories from other pastors. It's like, Hey pastor, a, a gentleman come up to him. Hey pastor, the Lord told me that the woman that I married was not the, was not the right one. And 
another woman came into my life and the Lord told me to leave my wife and go after this new woman. No. Yeah. The, the, the voice of the Lord did not tell you that. Why? Because that is called adultery. And the word of God tells you that adultery is a sin. So we have to take the standard that is the word of God and submit all other voices to the written word of God. So the first step in hearing God's voice in a super practical way is read your Bible. But Pastor Matt, I want to hear God's voice audibly. Well, then read your Bible out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is so good. That's true, though. That's so true. The Bible is the word of God. Like we like, you you know, um, when uh, when my wife and I first started dating, we've been together for 14 years now. Like she can walk into a room and say her name. I say my name. and I can hear her. Right. But we first started dating. I called her number and her sister picked up the phone and I started talking to Abby as if it was Molly. until finally Abby realized that I didn't know who was talking to. I was talking to and she goes, Molly, your boyfriend's on the phone. Right. I had not yet learned her voice. And so the easiest way to hear the father's voice is to get into the word of God. Yeah, man, that's that's rich. There's a lot to, to unpack there and to talk about. Because I just, I go back to one of my heroes, Dr. Alan Griffin. I don't know if you've had a chance to meet him or, or no. heard from him. One of one of the best communicators on on listening to the Holy Spirit and in, in the move mm. and, and charismatic move today. Uh, and, and he talks about, he said, you know, some people hear, hear audible from the Lord. Some people, it's like they, they just, they hear it in their heart. Like they, they, they just, they just, it's like a warmth and they know it's just like a, yeah. like you were to put your head on, on your mom or dad's chest and like as a kid and you were just listening to them talk and it's just, and each of us here in a different way, but yes. it's going back again to the foundation of what the word is. And so I, I love that. Read your Bible. If you want to hear the, the Lord and speak to you out loud, read your Bible out loud. That's so good. Uh, because if we can trust that, uh, if we can trust that the word of the Lord does not contradict itself. If we hear something or we feel something that is not that is not true to His Word, then we it can easily eliminate that. That's not the Lord. Uh, and the more and the more we listen, the more we stay in tune, and the more we focus on what is in the Word by spending time in it, but also asking and beginning to in, in, intently yes. listening. Man, we continue to grow with that. Uh, yep. My personal example is, is with with my boys, and so uh, you, we got to connect with them, you know, before the call today. And uh, and Josiah and Stevie are two incredible kids, completely different. They they talk different, they act different. The boy, they sure enough act different. Um, and, but I can walk into the room and I know what's happening based off of the voice, and that's mm. just because of the the time that I spent with them. And so if we know that God is the God of all. He's created us and he has a plan and a purpose for our life. And he desires us to have this intimate relationship with him. I think it would be easy to accept that he desires to talk with us. And so, you know, again, coming back to is it, the question is not, is he talking? It's, it's, are we listening? So Matt, you know, how, how can we listen better? You know, we've got the foundations, what we need to to look for, but man, maybe there's someone here today that's like, uh, you know, I'm doing that and I'm practicing that, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not getting it. What, what, what are some follow-up steps to the, to the listening? How can we listen better? Yeah. So again, uh, going back to the word of God, asking God, Holy spirit, reveal your word to me, speak to me, speak to me through your word. Uh, I think one of the, one of the, um, one of the easiest ways to journal journal, 
like writing out like the questions you have or the things you're asking God for it. Maybe the things are stirring on the inside of you. Um, so I think one of the ways that we listen, and again, is the second thing I would tell people is like, well, stop trying to hear a voice and start trying to feel a leading, start trying to discern a leading. I think was it Dr. Allen, uh, you said, yeah, Dr. Um, Allen Griffin. Yeah. I think he's absolutely right because, uh, I heard a story years ago that one of my pastors told me, uh, it was about a guy named T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne was a legendary evangelist, led probably hundreds of thousands and not millions of people to the Lord through open air crusades. And one time he was preaching, he was going on and doing what preachers do. And he said, and the Lord told me, and he stopped the message and says, I, I want to take that back. The Lord didn't tell me I was led by the spirit to do. And I felt that was super helpful for me in learning yeah. how to hear God's voice. Cause it's not about, it's not about hearing a voice, but following a leading. The Bible says that those who are led by the spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. So how's the, what's the primary way in the, in the new covenant that God communicates through his, to his children. Cause when I talk about hearing the voice of God, I'm not yeah. talking about hearing voices. I am talking about receiving divine communication from your father in heaven. And that is through the leading of the spirit of God. And so I would just, again, be sensitive to the still small voice that is speaking to you. Um, and another way that I think is super helpful. And this is the third practical step that I give. So the first one is read your Bible. Number two is stop listening for voices, but look for leadings. And lastly is this to make room, to make room for it. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I want to go about this next, this next, um, part because I can go a couple different ways with it. I've, I've preached a whole series on this thing. And so, and the preacher inside me wants to get out every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think about like Joseph and Mary are going to Bethlehem and they get to the inn, and the guy says, there's no room in the inn. Okay. That is a bald faced lie. There's plenty of room. Just someone else was in it. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. um, if he, if he'd known who was inside of Mary, he would have kicked out Barb in room 321 and said, Hey, <laughs> you're going to sleep. You're going to sleep outside tonight because I got the son of God coming in here. The, the issue is, uh, is are we making room to hear his voice? Um, and so so many times like, well, I'm too busy to spend time in prayer. I'm too busy to read my Bible. I'm too busy to take time and listen. What I hear is there's no room in the end. There's no room in the end. There's no room in the end. There is room. You just got to make it. There yeah. is room. You just got to make it. And so, I mean, we're, we both are married, been married for a while, for a while. How would we like it if we saw our wife calling us and we said, Hey baby, how are you doing? And she just ranted and raved about all things going wrong in her day, but how she needs your help with this, that, and the other, how her whole world's falling apart. And before you could say a single thing, she hangs up on you. That's yeah. not, that's not great communication. That's not a good relationship. That's how most people approach prayer. Yeah. Yeah. That's how most people approach prayer. And then we get upset because there's no resolution. All we did was we just vended problems. And (laughs) so it's, but you bring out this interesting dynamic because that, that is prayer out in the church today. And so it's, we, we use it as a one-way counseling session where we, we get that, Lord, I need you, Lord, da, 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 da. Uh, and I need you to work a miracle. Lord, I'm praying, bring healing to this. Like God, I need you to solve this problem, strike down your enemy. He's against me. I need a financial yeah. miracle God, it, and, and very real needs. Yeah. But if we go back to, to Jesus's prayer, when he's in the Lord's prayer, 
and it's mm. our Father who art in heaven. The majority of that prayer is is a focus on God. And there's a little part that says, "Give me this day my daily bread." Like there's there's yeah. that little part about us. But how te- Jesus teaches us and models for us to praise is a focus on the Father. And so, yeah. man, what would happen in our life if we just throttled back a little bit and and said, "Jesus, you know, you know what I'm walking through. You know what I'm going through, and it hurts. It's frustrating. It's painful." God, I, I need to hear from you. I don't want to just well, talk to you. I want to hear from you. Absolutely. And Jesus, I mean, throughout the Gospels, it said when Jesus would go to the empty places, to the desolate places to pray, he went to the empty places. He went to get away from the, the noise and the distractions of the world so he could hear his father's voice. Um, and I think we need to do the same. We need to, uh, we need to turn off like our favorite politics. So many people, they, they're, they're, not, they're led by their favorite politicians. They're led... Uh, by their act, their favorite actors and and podcasters and uh, celebrities, and everything, and they're not led by the Spirit because they're giving room to other voices, voices of strangers, people who don't even know, rather than the Father in heaven. We need to take time and to to scale back and just listen. And it's uncomfortable. It's a spirit. It's a silence. Is a spiritual discipline. It takes because it's in our hectic world where people get up in the morning, turn on the TV news or t- t- or pick up the phone and turn on TikTok. And they do that all throughout the day until they go to bed. They don't make room. They're trying to run away from the thoughts, their own mind. They're trying to run from away their problems in their own life or the frustration of the day. They don't make room to actually hear the father's voice. And I think you made a good point. It's like we spend so much time praying. That's great. Uh, the problem is, is like, God already knows what you need. You don't yeah. know his will. So yeah. maybe we should take some time, spend time less praying and take more time listening. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was a, a guy named Pastor Derek Prince. So how much time we got? I don't, I don't want to make sure that you're good. Oh, man, we're um, good. So Pastor Derek Prince, he used to say, like, if you only got 10 minutes to pray, spend the first like eight in worship and two in prayer. And then take time to listen. I think that's, I think that's probably a really good place to start. Just adore the father, worship him, thank him for what he's done. Take two times. Cause you can, you can tell, you can scream all your problems out in two minutes if you really wanted to. And then take, <laughs> and then take time to, to listen to his voice. Again, I think uh, journaling is a super practical way to, uh, to process the things that are going in your heart and mind and what you think maybe God would not be saying to you. Um, especially since if you actually want to obey the voice of God, you want to remember what God said. And there's been plenty of times where I felt like the Lord said something to me and I forgot to write it down. And then I don't remember what he said. <laughs> it was, it was said. so good in the moment. It was so good, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that's how I practically get people to take time to make room for your father's voice. Yeah. Make room for your father's voice. Yeah. Man, that's so good. If we would just sit back and listen you know, it uh, kind of goes in line. So often we seek the hand of God and not the face of God. So often we okay. seek like a, an emotional release and mm-hmm. not just the guiding. Because here, if if, if if we just venture down this this trail a little bit, sometimes what the Lord asks us to get to do is to go through the refining fire. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like sometimes sometimes what we need is not necessarily what we want. And so it's easy to come with our problems, right? It's easy to come, mm-hmm. Lord, I, I just need you to deal with this. This is what's going on. But there, there's that refinement 
process that needs to happen in us. And because I can go back to the most clear times, the most like clear, clear as day the Lord spoke to me were always the hardest conversations that I had. Um, you know, and, and I can just, I can do it back and just, it was very, very clear, very precise. It was in those, those intense, very direct moments. It, it, it required a change in me. And so, mm-hmm. you know, listening and being patient and slowing down and taking a breath, that's hard. Uh, cause I think it's, it's hard for the same reason why we struggle with having a Sabbath, you know? And, and I know for me personally, for me personally, it's tough to slow down. Yeah. It's tough to, to, cause I, I'm driven. I'm big in, in production. And when I mean production, like getting stuff done and, and, you know, right. I, I got to do stuff with the family. I got to do stuff with the kids. Got to take care of my mom. I got to do stuff with the church. I got to do stuff for the district. I got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so this past week in Mississippi, uh, we had, we were shut down because of ice and dude, mm-hmm. instead of enjoying the time off and having fun with my kids, I had mm-hmm. fun with my kids stressed out about what I could not do because I, yeah. I struggle with slowing down. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. I got to get stuff done. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, go, 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 do, 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 do. And as long as I'm, I'm going and I'm doing, I'm being productive and, and my value is based off on the production. And maybe the Lord just needed to, hey, enjoy it's okay. Rest. And, and so I think, man, all that is interconnected in, in, in helping us get so, get off the track of being so focused on what we can do or what he's wanting to do instead of just being, does that make sense? Like, 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 you go, like going back to that, that relationship and, and on the phone, like he wants yeah. to speak to us. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes when he speaks to us, it's not uh, necessarily the things that we want to hear. Not that they're bad. It's just, it's, it's a growth area. And so a we, loving father. I mean, so a couple months ago, I, I, uh, my daughter had a nasty diaper. I bet you never had one of those, right? Uh, <laughs> my, my daughter had a nasty diaper and I was trying to change her and she was uh, fighting against me every step of the way. And there's the point I had to pin her down just so I can change her because she made yeah. a mess. And I heard the Lord say like a loving father changes his children. Yeah. A loving father changes his children. Like you're absolutely right. Sometimes the, 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 the spirit comes to convict the world of sin, righteousness and judgment. I mean, he's, he's the voice that says, Hey, that's not like me. That's not, that's not who that's not like Jesus. Why are we doing that? What was your motive behind that? He, uh, he, the Holy Spirit does this. I think I saw this on Facebook one time. He does more than make us shout and speak in tongues. He makes us cry <laughs> and repent and uh, yes, convict and yes, all he that does. sort of stuff. You know, um, absolutely. The if 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 yeah, I would tell it to some people because there's been people that they claim to have a word from God. Um, if the only thing the Lord ever tells you is what you want to hear, are you really sure that's the voice of the Lord? Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would just push back and say, Hey, there's some very, I don't know. I just, I'd be interested in knowing if that's really the voice of the Lord in your life. Yeah. And that, that comes back to circling back into being anchored in the word, you know, cause if, if, if God is speaking yes. to us, we, yeah. we should be able to know my name is not written in the, like, there's a gospel of Matthew. Like uh, clearly that's about both of us at the same time. Right. Uh, but you know, <laughs> Matt, Matt Taylor being born on March 21st of 1989 is not written in scripture, but the principles in the concepts and the precepts in, in, in just the guiding principles of life, they're there and they're going to be consistent and they transcend time. So it's there. 
And so one of man, one of the things I'd like to end on, and that's just kind of uh, it's kind of worrisome for me in in today's age. Uh, we and, and as a communicator, you get this as a pastor. You know, we work hard to create and craft messages that people get right that they want to stick. And so I have so much love. And so let me use this as an example. Don't don't crucify me. Uh, anybody listening today, uh, I love Pastor Stephen Furtick. He's a hero of mine. So one of the ones sure. that stick out to me uh, the most is dynamic communicators bro, in the world today, for sure. Absolutely. 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 And he does a great job of, uh, of communicating a message to where we can get it. And the one that sticks out to yeah. me the most in the season of life that I needed it, praise puts your problems into perspective. Mm-hmm. And so how he followed that up is he grounded it in scripture, right? Mm-hmm. So he has the concept, the idea, praise puts your problems into perspective, right? So for me, I go to John 16, 33. He tells us these things that in this world we have we will have trouble, but we can take heart because he's overcome the world, right? Psalm 23, right. even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So so my praise in, in my magnifying who the Lord is puts my problems into perspective. He's going to overcome it. If we chase other voices and not our Father, Right. And, and we're listening. You're talking about the voices that we listen to, the strangers around us. Mm-hmm. If we buy into just little snippets of theology and, and wordplay that's being used and mm-hmm. we don't anchor that back into the word, we miss it. Because the simple statement, praise puts your problems into perspective, is not going to change my life. Uh, understanding it coming from God's word, that will. And so mm. I got to give a huge shout out so to, to Stephen Ferdix and, and to uh, the Mike Todd. Well, he's listening to this oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Stephen, for your endorsement. <laughs> Love you. Um, right. No, but but like huge props to them because they do a great job of the alliteration and the anchoring it back in. And so, yeah. man, what a responsibility we have to do the same. You know, because if Absolutely. we're going to say, if we're going to say the Lord told me to tell you, then we should be able to to ground that in scripture. And so I just demystifying some super spiritual things 100%. and make it super simple, super practical. And it's, it's as simple as a father loves his kids and wants to talk to them. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the main point against your listeners is like, you can hear the voice of God. You're, we, you know how to talk to your father. It's called prayer but your father wants to talk to you too. And yeah. he wants you to listen, not just hear. You can hear the voice of God. My, my little girl, when she's watching her favorite TV show and she ignores me, like she can hear me when I'm yelling at her, um, <laughs> but, she, but she, but she does not listen. And maybe it might be a season right now where the Lord is calling you to turn off all of the other excess noise and to tune into his voice, to dive into his word, uh, not just to be more spiritual, but that's so you can have a deeper relationship and fellowship with him. Cause your father is longing for that for you. Yeah. That's so good, man. What hope we have in a father that desires to be with us, to connect with us, and uh, and really want to do life with us. Matt, yes, thank you, bro, so much for the wisdom for today. And uh, I know we talked about your book. It's not ready to be shared yet, but I would love for your permission to be able to share that with our leaders when it does become available. Let them know. And hey, we can bring you back on the show and talk about it some more. How does that sound? That sounds amazing, man. Again, thank you so much for your for your time today. And I hope this was helpful uh, for some people. Absolutely, man. So, Hey, some of our viewers may want to stay connected with you and what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook. My name is uh, at real Matt McAfee on Instagram at real Matt McAfee on Twitter uh, at real Matt McAfee. And then you can go to my website, real Matt McAfee.com. 
That's so good, man. Hey, thank you again for your wisdom today and for sharing with us and how practical that is, man, what that would look like if we would hear the voice of God at work, if we hear him clearly in the church, we need that (laughs) at home with family and with our kids and everywhere we find ourselves. I just can imagine today what that would be like for the life of every believer hearing from God and being able to speak truth, not only to themselves, but to the community that they find themselves in. And so wherever you are today, understand leadership is a universal language and take this, apply it to your life, take one step further in listening to the Lord and watch how it changes your life. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we can't wait to see you next time.